on decisions. News, 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 Everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports news update. The entire 2019 first round NFL draft now under contract. Just minutes ago, San Francisco defensive end Nick Olsen, Jets D lineman Quinnen Williams, the number two and three picks respectively, agreeing to rookie deals today. They were the only guys left to sign. The plane is left, and Ezekiel Elliott, he's not on it. Dallas Cowboys running back as Ezekiel Elliott wasn't aboard the team's uh, flight today as a travel from Southern California for training camp today, according to the NFL Network. Elliott has been contemplating a holdout in an effort to accelerate extension talks with the team. Players aren't required to show up uh, until Friday, and Saturday is the first practice for the boys. He has two years, including a fifth-year option left on his rookie deal. The 24-year-old, though, has led the NFL in rushing in two of three years in the league. New York, New Orleans Saints receiver Michael Thomas also did not report to the team's facility today. The 26-year-old seeking a new deal, sources telling Adam Schefter from ESPN. Both parties have been negotiating for weeks, nothing done so far. The Saints reportedly offered Thomas a deal averaging between 18 and 19 million a year. Pretty good. However, he's seeking a contract that would make him the first receiver to earn an average of $20 million per season. Odell Beckham Jr. leads the wide receiver market right now with an $18 million salary. Thomas can be fined 40k a day for every day it can't be misses. The two-time Pro Bowler had an NFL leading 125 catches for over 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns. The Pittsburgh Steelers have given head coach Mike Tomlin a one-year extension, and that keeps him under contract through 2021. Tomlin entering his 13th season at the helm for the Steelers, and he owns the distinction of being the youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl. Le'Veon Bell says he can handle up to 500 touches if it's going to help the New York Jets get their way to a Super Bowl. Jets coach Adam Gay said, hey, put the brakes on here. J.D. doesn't want to overwork Bell, who sat out all of last year due to that contract dispute with the Steelers. Bell, a three-time Pro Bowler, uh, produced 1,946 scrimmage yards and tied a career high with 11 touchdowns in 2017. Tampa Bay Bucks defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul expected to return uh, not until uh, November, sources telling ESPN today. He suffered a fractured vertebrae in a May auto accident and decided to proceed with a non-surgical remedy. Pierre-Paul led the team with 12 and a half sacks in 2018. L.A. Chargers left tackle Russell Okung is recovering from a pulmonary embolism that suffered in June due to blood clots. Okung, Okung has been placed on the non-football illness list at the start of the Chargers training camp. The 30-year-old says, hey, he's on the path to recovery, and he does expect to play football this season. We have some live MLB action. A few games have gone final this afternoon. The New York Mets blanking San Diego 4 to nothing. Jared DeGrom solid seven innings on a four-hitter, nine Ks in the win. Lauer takes the loss. Mets closer Edwin Diaz injured in the ninth inning in this game. He took a liner from Manny Machado. He had to leave the game. Cardinals on fire. They doubled up Pittsburgh 6-3. Mikolas wins. Musgrove the loss. Paul Goldschmidt has homered in four straight games, and the Redbirds have now won five in a row. Rockies and Nationals still scoreless. They're in the bottom of three. More bad news for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Ace Ian Snell is going to undergo surgery to remove a loose impediment in his elbow. The good news, the club expects the 26-year-old ace to be ready to return to action in September. Texas Rangers outfielder Joey Gallo will undergo surgery to repair a broken hamate bone in his right hand. No timetable for his return. Gallo has 22 homers and 49 ribbies in 70 games with the Rangers this year. Uh, we have a Major League Baseball deal. The L.A. Dodgers have acquired first baseman Tyler White from Houston for a minor leaguer. And the Minnesota Twins are interested in Jays reliever Daniel Hudson. Here's the remainder of the MLB betting line. 7-10 action. Yankees a buck 25 at Boston. Total 11. Tanaka and Porcello. 8-10. Minnesota minus 145 at the White Sox. 8.5. Barrios and Giolito. 8-15. Indians minus 50 cents at KC. Total 10. Plutko versus Montgomery. And two more at 10.07. We got Baltimore and the Angels. 
Angels minus 240, 10. Bonus and Suarez. Texas at Oakland. The A's laying 80 cents, 9.5. Haredo and Anderson. And 10-10, we got Detroit at Seattle. Mariners minus 179.5 for Hagen versus Swanson. Dariners, a doubleheader in the CFL tonight. Calgary at Ottawa. Stamps minus 6.50.5. Your total then at 9.30. Toronto at Edmonton. Eskimos minus 11.5. Total there, 51.5. NHL signings, the Sabres signed forward Evan Rodriguez to a two-year deal. And round one of the PGA's FedEx St. Jude, John Rahm, the leader. Where were you last week, John? Well, you're five under now, six players, one shot back. And the rest of the tour in Reno, Nevada, the Modiford Stapleton scoring system, so plus is good. David Lingmurth, 18 over, Canadian leader. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. We're going to talk some uh, CFL football, some baseball, and a whole lot more. Everything in between, so stick around. Hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio here on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. Coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Game time time decisions. decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio has begun live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands Racetrack. I am a Gable Morenci. We're throwing it down with Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Well, Capper will join us in a couple of minutes. We're now one week away. Uh, seven days from now at this time when we open up the show, we'll be saying we're just a couple hours away from the start of the National Football League preseason. Will Capper steps up and in. Andrew McInnes uh, will join us. We'll talk uh, about this CFL doubleheader that's on top. Uh, we've got uh, baseball. We've got golf going on right now as we speak, and we've got the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? Yeah, no, it's going to be a busy afternoon for you, too. I'm looking at the Horse Race Channel. we got Del Mar going. we got Saratoga, Gulfstream, Arlington, the A-Tracks in full swing. You said it, CFL action tonight. Finally, we got two games on a Thursday night. Good call with you with the unders in baseball, too. That Cleveland-Toronto game uh, under of the year. What a performance by Bieber and Stroman. If he is going to be dealt, a nice way to go out with a brilliant performance and a loss. Yeah, it was. We cashed the under in that game, but uh, we did uh, we did lose a couple of totals. We should have just been riding that uh, Yankees-Twin series to the over after what we saw uh, in game one. Uh, but uh, we forged uh, forward. We should note, uh, Cam, uh, they uh, they canceled the rest of the races at Saratoga. So no winners. Uh, oh, really? I just made some yeah. bets. Uh, that sucks. I better get my money back. I put some yeah. early action in. Oh, that blows. Really? What? Rain? Heat? Uh, I believe extreme heat. Oh, boy. They're really being careful at that track. i got to hand it to the New York Racing Association because these other California tracks, there could be a hurricane and an earthquake, and these guys will still run. But Saratoga's not screwing around with the heat, and these horses, they really care about the, their Equian friends, which is nice. No, no, they're really, um, they're really not. They don't, want, they don't want to be California. Exactly. You know, they, they don't want to see what's going on in California. And also, they, you know, it's very, very, it's pretty, pretty stingent here. I was, you know, the Meadowlands where we're at right now, Cam, uh, Jeff Gorrell is very, very stingent. Like, there's random tests. It's like lifetime bans if you screw around. But the New York, it's same thing. Look, it took forever to legalize MMA here. A lot of red tape uh, in New York. They don't play around, but you're right. And you know what? It's nice to see they're erring on the side of caution. They'll, they'll race tomorrow. It is what it is. Yeah, I got no problem with it. Uh, still lots uh, of action. Uh, severe yeah, severe thunderstorms. Oh, thunderstorms. Right now, yeah, too. that's the thing. Horses are yeah, running days, the slot, but you can't days deal after, with Days yeah, after you know. excessive heat led to cancellations. 
uh, final seven races uh, now uh, canceled due to severe weather. Yep. Uh, severe well, weather. They'd run, they'd run in the rain, so it's got to be thunder and lightning storms. That's what will scare the horses. You don't need a big lightning bolt where they go bonkers and hit a rail or something crazy happens. We talked about Mark Lawrence's horse who he jumped yeah. the rail and went into traffic. So I'm going to, it's a good move. Due to adverse track conditions. Adverse track conditions uh, caused by extremely heavy rainfall. Live canceling is in the best interest of all uh, involved. Good work. Um, so, yep, they're erring on the side of safety all week here. They've canceled quite a few races. They sure have. But there's still been a ton of races. Delmar will be popular with your buddies down there today. He'll be uh, he'll be hearing a lot of screaming. We're actually golf stream too. Yeah, I saw Del- Delmar's right on the ocean too. Eh? It's a pretty beautiful nice. scene down there. Sure is. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decision. Red Heat uh, Rage uh, Radio. Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. Tune in. iHeart. Uh, everything else in between. We appreciate uh, you joining us. Whatever uh, platform you're throwing it down uh, with us. I'm Marenzi. Uh, we're at the FanDuel Sportsbook Meadowlands uh, Race Track. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, baseball games. Lighter night uh, tonight uh, on the Diamond. We'll take a look at that a little bit uh, later on, including the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. And if you remember the Yankees, uh, beat the crap out of the Red Sox uh, in London, England. We'll get caught up to date with what's going on um, at the St. Jude Golf. John Rahm um, lighting it up uh, right now. Uh, but uh, we've got Whale Capper as we are now one week away from the start of the National Football League uh, preseason. Steps up and in. Whale Capper, always a pleasure. How are you doing this afternoon? Oh, fantastic, man. Training camps rolling across the country this is as good as it gets uh, as far as football prep goes and uh yeah i feel uh, i feel like i got a good head start on the season and i can't wait for uh for this thing to get going oh that's good because uh, word on the street was you were holding out you were unhappy with your contract <laughs> like everybody <laughs> <laughs> we got it resolved in yeah. the nick of time at the 11th hour, my, my agent pulled pulled through. and uh, A lot of earthquakes, care, sir, Whale Capper. You should yeah. be asking for the full <laughs> for, for the full Monty, buddy. Lots of plates colliding. Yeah, man. Yep, we're hot. It's hot on the streets. Yep, that's great, man. It's, uh, it's, this is all good. This is all good content. I love this. Yeah, so it's it's one week away now for the start of the preseason. Uh, we have the Hall of Fame game uh, next weekend. Um. You know, people approach the, the, the preseason in different different ways. I think that the preseason is very bettable. And I'll tell you what, uh, you look at uh, the history of the preseason and uh, Dan Quinn, not very good uh, in the preseason. The Atlanta Falcons, 5-11 and 11 straight up, guys. 16 preseason games. He's only won five of them outright. 4-12 and 12 against the spread. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons is, they're real top-heavy, the Atlanta Falcons. They have a lot of star players. They're not the deepest team. Matt Schaub is still their backup quarterback. They never have any good young sort of, hey, you know, check out this kid uh, quarterback playing in the preseason. 
It's Matt Schaub in a complete scrub battle uh, for the third string uh, spot, and Schaub rarely plays. And then conversely, you've got um, you got Fangio uh, coming in here, uh, new new coach, old man, hardcore dude. Um, you know, tells them no music uh, anymore. He's going old school uh, with the Broncos. Plus, they got Drew Locke. And as much as they're ripping Drew Locke, I think he'll actually perform pretty well in a preseason setting uh, like this. So I'm going to uh, give the first uh, the first official NFL pick of the 2019 uh, season right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Give me the Denver Broncos next week. Ooh, nice. What kind of number? Are they, are they hanging numbers at FanDuel yet? It was plus two and a half, but I think it's come down. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I think uh, your breakdown is spot on there. And if you kind of think about, you know, third and fourth quarter potential for, you know, the, you know, who's going to be playing hard and why, there's definitely a lot more roster spots up for grabs on the Broncos roster. A lot more, uh, you know, a lot more likelihood that uh, those, you know, second and third unit players are going to be more competition. You know, playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More competition. They're going to be, you know, trying to do more. Uh, and uh, that could be the differentiating factor for sure. You have a new, you have a new coach, uh, Cab, that they're going to want to impress. I don't know how that's going to work, Gabe. The no, no music stuff. Like I know you want to go old school. That doesn't fly with today's athlete. It might work for a bit, but it won't go. It won't last long. These old uh, the school thing, guys, it just doesn't work. The anymore. thing that's ridiculous about it, Cam, is the Patriots have music even. Like Bill Belichick is even against it. Good point. Excellent point. They're the best. They're the best of the bets. If they have music and they're winning, if the Patriots got music, there's no need not to have music. Hey I guys, like I don't know if you guys know, but there's a hip hop song called No Music. It goes, No music. No music. Maybe that's what they no should play. No music. Yeah. 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 Um, Thanks, thanks, Yank. Uh, <laughs> Yank further that the ball down the field there. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Good stuff, Yank. <laughs> play the song later. Get, get it. Like, yeah, at least yeah. get it. I want to hear no it. music. Yeah, we want to hear no music. All right. Uh, <laughs> see what we deal with, Rail Capper? Uh, I love this, man. I, it's, yeah, we're yeah, talking so football, fi- so I'm in a great mood. <laughs> yeah, so Vic, Vic Fangio. So, yeah, no, he comes in. Hey, you know, and listen. I get it. You don't want to be cranking music after losses in the room. And it's this isn't a new phenomenon in sports. People getting mad and smashing the speakers and stuff like that. But we're talking about training camp and two-a-days and hot weather and fans in the stands. And it's just to keep everyone going. You know what I mean? It's not like they're wearing sure. earphones. They're cranking it on the sidelines. The atmospheric noise helps. And it's funny because Fangio says, they don't, there's no music during games. And I'm thinking, is this guy like, I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. They never, they never play yeah, music during music. games, Cap. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and he's like, Come on. We'll, si- we'll simulate noise when we have to. I want everyone's attention. And, and what caught me, though, and I, I get where he's going. He wants everyone's attention, et cetera. But he goes, he goes, we can't have our coaches try to yell over music to get people's attention. And I'm thinking, Vic, you know what's going to happen in an NFL game, bro? The crowd's not quiet. Like, you're going to have to yell to get people's attention. And this stuff's real. It's funny because even in the NBA playoffs, Will Capper, there was a time uh, the Spurs wanted to call a timeout, and Popovich said they couldn't hear me. He said the fans were so loud they couldn't hear me. And, you know, like, loudness is real. And 
Well, one of my favorite things, what I love about FAU, Florida Atlantic guys, their practice field is right beside the airport. <laughs> okay. That'll and, help. Yeah, there's like <laughs> deal with that no, noise. There's, there's planes <laughs> like landing right over them. Wow. Like constantly. And Kiffin says, don't stop. Like you call the play through this and they play music. So there's music, there's planes. And he says, well, we go on the road and FAU are a good road team. He goes, we go on the road, man. Nothing phases us. We got planes flying over us during practice. You know, little, little things like that. But okay, so I agree, Cam. I think he's gone too far. I mean, hell, even Mike Shanahan allowed music. Uh, John you know, Fox allows yeah. music. Like the hard ass guys. We're, we're, like, we're old on. school guys, too. Like, you know what I mean? But you have to adapt. You can't. It's a different world we're living in now, and we have to be realistic about it. You said it. That was a great point that you bring up. If Bill Belichick and the Patriots have music going, and they are the epitome of everything you want to do, how to win a championship, how to be great year after year, that's a mold and a model you could be following. If I was the coach, I'd be I'd kid with the players. I'd go, all right, listen, you can play your music, but let's compromise. And then make them, like, play Frank Sinatra and stuff like that a bit, too. <laughs> and then suddenly, they won't want to play music. It's like yeah, the we're good. We're good. It's like it's like the Seven Elevens in uh, Seven Elevens in New York. They crack classical music to keep people from standing outside and uh, drinking and stuff, like really, really loud. But on the opposite end, what do you think, Wendell Capper? And then uh, throw it to Cab. What do you think of Cliff Kingsbury saying that he's going to allow players every thirty minutes to check their phones? He said in today's day and age. Everyone's on their phone all the time. I'm going to have cell phone breaks during practices so people can check their Instagrams. And I think it's a bit much. Like, I think that's that's too much. I'll get you that's the exact. crazy. You didn't hear about that? That's no, I'll get, crazy. Yeah, I'll get you the exact wording. Yeah, I'll get you guys the exact fact here. I'm well, not I know about up. this one. I, yeah. I, I know about this one. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If I was, uh, honestly, oh. Will Capper and Gabe, I'd tell players, leave your phones at home during team events. Yeah. You are not, you know what? If it is an emergency, somebody will come down and get me at the field. If the wife's in labor, somebody in my family is sick, <laughs> we could talk about that. But other than that, you are focusing on me. Instagram and stuff. See that? That's just stupid. If you let guys, like, so you're focusing on your phones, not a coach, and you're a rookie coach, that works at Texas Tech, not in the pros. I think it's going to be a, a, a rude awakening for uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals, man. That's not going to fly. Cliff Kingsbury said that uh, football players, you can only reach them in 20 minute uh, hits. <laughs> Whatever. No. Yeah. He goes, oh, I think, I yeah, I'm going to read his Stupid. quote. I'll read his quote when we come back. Oh, my God. Bad yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad oh, move. Cliff, move. what are you doing? Oh, Cliff. Oh, All right. No. We're gonna, we'll break it down, and I'll give you his exact quotes about this on the other side. Uh, you guys at home, and uh, you gentlemen, got commercial. You can look it up as well. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Press, press, press. No music. music. 
want two risk free wagers up to a thousand bucks, go no to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a points no sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk free bets up to a thousand bucks. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet offers you its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet by. For example, if Gabe bets the Buffalo Bills minus three and they cover the spread by seven, <laughs> he'll receive seven times his stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code G-R-I-D and get two risk-free bets up to 1000 bucks today. What a deal. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. All right. I am Gabriel Renzi. Thank you, Cam. Uh, Stuart Whale Capper joining us. You can find him at uh, whale underscore uh, capper and get all the links to all of his podcasts over at uh, Audio Boom uh, as well. All right, so we're talking about uh, we're talk- talking about uh, the no music policy with the Denver Broncos, and we all agree that that's dumb. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, really, it's not going to help you win football games, Coach. And if anything, it's just going to piss people off. Um, so it doesn't get, you know what I mean? They're not going to listen to you more because there's not music. If you want their attention, then you'll get their attention. But um, let's get into Cliff Kingsbury right now. So it's in team meetings. So not in the middle of a practice, but yeah, you know in the middle of his practices are going to be different as well. And even the assistant coaches are saying that this guy does things differently. They're saying linebackers coach. Thing that jumps out at me is this guy's extreme intelligence. None of us are experts at everything, especially in a world we haven't been in yet, but this guy gets it. Um, so sort of you know, early praise. Um, he goes on to uh, talk about um, you see players' hands start to twitch. You see uh, their legs are twitching in team meetings. And you know they need a social media fix. So you know what? We'll let them have it. Let them hop over there, check out their phone, um, get back in the meeting, and we can refocus. Um, he talks about uh, basically uh, people uh, only have about an attention span of about 20 minutes or so to stay really focused. And he likes to do things in 20-minute sort of 20-minute blocks. Um, he said, you know what? He goes, they're itching to get on their phone. We all know it. He goes, so why not let him do it so they can come back and refocus? Um, Say, dealing with college kids, I understand um, what social media is. Um, Here's Stephen A. Smith, being the football expert that he is. He disgusts me already. (laughs) I don't know him from a can of paint. I've never met him. I don't particularly like him. This is professional football. It's not a daycare center. This is the most asinine thing I've heard. In quite a long time. Yet, Whale Capper and Cam, guess who says he thinks it's a great idea? Three-time Super Bowl champion Teddy Bruschi defends the idea. The attention span of the youth is much shorter today. Bill Belichick used to allow us to do similar things as well. He just never called it a cell phone break, but that's what we did. He said Belichick used to stop meetings and let people step out for a couple of minutes. Is this as crazy as it sounds, Well, Capper? Well, just given who you've kind of laid this out, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith versus Brewski quoting yeah. Belichick, I guess I have to go with Brewski and Belichick. I mean, this is, uh, you know, if, if Stephen A. Smith is sure that this is a bad idea for a football team, then uh, I exactly. think I have to give Maybe it a Exactly. Maybe it's chance. a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, I guess, I can't. And, you know, you yeah, can't say Brewski's ahead. not an old school hard ass. Brewski's an old school guy. You know what I mean? You're right. 
you're right. And the fact that we're on uh, Stephen A. Smith's side is kind of, uh, but I, I still think it's stupid, <laughs> Gabe. I think, I think if you're an NFL player, you can focus for more than 20 minutes in a meeting, come prepared, write things down. I don't think whatever. they can. I don't yeah. think they can. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah. Not that long. Maybe an hour. I can yeah. say, you know, t- go for a leak and check your phone then. But 20 minutes is really short, in my opinion. But, you know, I, you know it's yeah, fine. My, my, I don't uh, want to. Ar- hey, I'm not going to argue with a, with a winner like him and a Super Bowl champ and guys like Bill Belichick. So what do you got, Will Capper? I was just gonna say, I mean, I mean, my 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 general, my you know, my my instinct on this was, you know, yeah, like you know, you can kind of um, help, fr- you know, frame a culture, uh, you know, where you have, you know, you get people used to a certain type of behavior, and it, you know, it doesn't impact their ability to kind of learn your system and and get the lessons that they're supposed to get out of these meetings, right? And, you know, it, I feel like going head first into this, you know, we're gonna give them this frequent of a break to kind of keep them, you know, in stuck in their, you know, in their ways about, you know, how often they're engaging on social media is a little bit problematic. Uh, And, you know, while yes, you probably do need breaks. Yes, you probably, you know, you know, you have a certain, you know, amount of time you can devote to thinking hard about football, especially, you know, in the off season or the preseason it's, it's still, it doesn't doesn't check. You know, he's going to need to get all these guys, you know, Adderall prescriptions at some point because they're going to be, you know, totally scattered across, you know, everything that's going on in their lives, which is going to be front and present. You know, you know, you're going to lose five minutes at the beginning and the end of it. All of these 20 minute segments. So, you know, I, I think if you wanted to introduce some something like that on, on a longer time scale, that I would be like, okay, yeah, actually, this jives. But you know, you could get people into the habit where you know every hour two hours or something like that is, you know, how that, you know, they, they're a little bit, uh, you know, set apart from this so that, you know, you, cause you don't want them thinking about what's going on in the world of social media, you know, in the game, you know, uh, you know, or like at halftime, like you want them kind of dialed in and focused at that point. And it seems like you're setting yourself up for, you know, kind of issues in actual game, you know, in game situations where you're going to want focus and, and people are kind of, you know, split between, all of the the parts of their lives that are, you know, that are encouraged by this sort of, sort of, uh, you know, social behavior, but it, you know, a lot of this is speculation. And if he wants to try something different and be disruptive, uh, one of the things that I've kind of learned looking at across all aspects of the NFL uh, over the last couple of years, like there's so much entrenched in the way things have always been done uh, that you pretty much try any disruption at all. And you have kind of a positive consequence from it. Like you just try something a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. And you end up getting something positive back. So maybe this is an example. I don't know how, you know, if you're an MMA at all, but Conor McGregor is a good example of this. And, you know, now he is it because listen, he made a hundred million dollars and he's knocking chicks up and doing blow and, you know, defending himself in lawsuits right now. But he actually said it. Someone said, you know, why are you so successful? Like, you know, how are you so successful? And he said, because all these guys all do the exact same thing over and over and over and over. They train the same way over whether they win or lose for a fight. And he said, they all throw punches from the same angle. They all kick from the same angle. They all train the same way. They're all trained by the same people. He goes, I do things differently. He goes, I do. I come at a different angle. And he goes, they just don't know how to deal with it because they're so set in their old school ways. 
And he was right. He was coming from different angles, and it was freaking people out. And listen, Kingsbury here is another good case. Like, this is it's debatable in which he says. And also, I was just going to say, too, guys, that Will Capper, it's sort of like um, – it's like in England. They had a hard time, like, with uh, drug driving and real, like, street fights and puking in the street and stuff because they had a last call. And they really liked to booze it up. So everyone was leaving the bars at once. <laughs> they were fighting. There yeah. was crashes. They were falling into the subway at the middle of the night at the same time. They realized, you know what? Let's just not have a last call. And people don't binge drink at the end when there's no last call. Therefore, you oh, don't have everyone yeah. leaving the street at the same point in time. It's almost like uh, if you give somebody a ton of something, they don't want it as much anymore. Yeah. And I'm saying you start out with this 30-minute deal that says tw- he says 20 to 30 minutes, he's going to feel it out. You give them this, mm. then, you know, there'll be times, hey, coach, no, no, we're good. Let's keep going. Next thing you know, you got their attention yeah. for 40 minutes. He's also earning their trust early. And this is something that I tell you, it's not insane from this perspective. He says, I think coming from the college ranks, as I did, obviously, I know young men. It's got to be quick hitters, 20 minutes or so at a time. you got to give them a break and then get back in. I'm just talking about one- or two-minute hitters where they can check things and get caught up to date and clear their mind. We want to make sure when we have them, they're 100% focused and they're locked in. This way, we maximize their time. And he's got a point here. Kingsbury says the average age of the, the Arizona Cardinals is 25 years old. Not much older than the team he just coached. It's a pretty good point, Cam, as far as the age of his team. He, he does, no, and you're bringing, you guys are bringing really good points to the table. The only point that I'm trying to make is this with social media, Gabe, and you're on it a hell of a lot more than me. But when you're a young guy anyway, you're influenced by it, right? And there's going to be haters for the Cardinals, especially if they get off to a bad start. Tyler Murray, young team. It's something that you kind of want to block away from and then focus on the positives and other things. I'm just saying it's a double-edged sword, right? And I agree with you. That's a really good point you bring up about gaining their trust with Kingsbury. He is an intelligent guy, but also the access to social media a lot of the time can cloud the head. You shouldn't be focused on that stuff. You should be focused on other things. That's all That's all where, where I'm coming from. Football no, first. But I think they will be. I think they will be. And look, Cam, you see it firsthand. You and I have seen it. It drives me crazy. Yep. Uh, and what you see, radio and TV hosts. On their freaking phone all the time. I've done shows oh, yeah. with these people. Yeah, I right? know. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've seen it too, Whale Capper. It's the modern oh, thing yeah, to me. It's, sure. it's disrespectful. It's like you're not focused. They can't help themselves. They can't help. They're addicted. I saw a thing with uh, people. There was a poll. Like, what's the one thing you can't live without? It was their phone. It was their phone. Yeah. I mean, sometimes my phone's off, as Cam knows, for three days, and I don't care. Yeah. I like it. I miss One the thing people I can't days. live without, that's tough, man. I'd say fried chicken's up pretty high up on the list. <laughs> More so than my phone. And gambling. Yeah, gam- gambling, poutine. There's a lot of things I like more than my phone, I can tell you that. But we're different guys, Gabe. I just use my phone for scores and updates. I couldn't care less. I know. We're all, we're all older, though. All these young people are on their phone all the time. They're, you know, El Capra. They look at my they're, phone and say, ooh, it's a creditor. Won't pick that one up. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll answer that yeah. one tomorrow. I only use my phone to text uh, somebody because I need weed or I need to uh, place a bet. That's good it. Point. Other That's than that, like, I never get good news. Has anyone ever called me and said, yeah, I got <laughs> news, Brett? See, no. I don't know. We never Out of like 5,000 phone calls in life, like maybe five of them have been good. <laughs> Great point. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I like uh, that all it took uh, for uh, for Whale Capper and Camp to start reassessing things is the fact that uh, Stephen A. Smith <laughs> thought it was a bad idea. And then it's like instantly, well, if Stephen A. Smith thinks it's a horrible idea, then probably a brilliant idea, right? Like you said, like you got Brewski and Smith. And Brewski's like, well, Billichek actually kind of did the same thing. I like what Kingsbury, they said, uh, they said, do you check your phone during the break? He goes, yeah, I do. <laughs> they said, what do you look at? He goes, I look at scores, March Madness, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, um, you got honest. a gambler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, listen, <laughs> they're doing, like you said, Well, Capper, you do anything differently at all in this world, man. And, you know, especially in that world. And they think yeah. you're nuts until it works, and then they all want to copy you. I put it this way, yeah. guys. This is a, this is amazing, and we'll get to some win totals. But I like the philosophical conversation here. You know, back in like I I I don't want to get the year wrong, but I'm going to say 1988 or so. The percentage of times that quarterbacks worked out of the shotgun. Shotgun. What do you I think it guess, is? Uh, oh, very yeah, late. I'm gonna, guess, late yeah, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess like like ten percent, under ten percent. Yeah, I'm good. Gonna say, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna say seven around eight percent. Eight percent. Yeah. Good call, guys. <laughs> oh man. You know, you know what it Woo. is now. You know what it is now. Eighty-seven percent. I was gonna say like sixty or seventy. Wow, even 87%. more. Eighty-seven <laughs> percent. That's eighty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They do it yeah, too much I, sometimes, uh, in my opinion, when you need a short yeah, yard to start from shotgun. Yeah. I remember, as a Buffalo Bill fan, guys, okay, um, the, the K-Gun offense with yep. Jim Kelly and all this. We it, we didn't steal that, but we lost. People don't remember this. Like, everyone remembers the Super Bowls. But growing up, like, before getting to the Super Bowls, the Bills actually lost in the AFC Conference Championship game to Boomer Esiason. And the Cincinnati Bengals and Icky Woods, if you remember that Icky Shuffle when they went to the Super Bowl, they beat the Bills, and or they beat the Bills in the playoffs in in a divisional round, whatever. Bills uh, won a playoff game and lost. The Cincinnati Bengals and Sam Weish went no huddle on us. No one had ever done that, guys. Like basically, they went no huddle, but not just in like a two minute offense. They went no huddle on us, and the Bills couldn't handle it. The next year, the Bills went no huddle, shotgun, the rest is history. And the league sort of evolved from that. Sam Weiss started that no huddle stuff with Boomer Esiason. I know there was a hurry up before, but I'm talking, no, no, we're doing it all the time, guys. And I remember even as a kid, I was like, what the F are they doing? You got to huddle. What do you mean? They can't do this. This isn't allowed. And they were just snapping the ball. They were standing at the line. The Bills were all confused. They couldn't, you know what I mean? 
and, and the wheels oh, fell yeah. off. People, I'm just saying this, guys, because football as we know it now isn't always the way that it was, Whale Capper. Oh, for sure. No, for sure. It's changed a lot, and it's changed for the better. I mean, it's much more entertaining now. Uh, it's much more exciting. It's much more, you know, much more balanced across the league. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, Super Bowl common, super most common Super Bowl score was like fifty to ten. You know, I mean, like it was just like, like you know, we have we have much more uh, much more competitiveness in the league now, and it's for the better. Uh, great, another kind of great example of like, okay, you change, you challenge the paradigm a little bit, and you get rewarded for it is the Philadelphia Eagles recently. Like they've kind of restructured the way they call a set of downs now when they're in a certain part of the field uh, where they are making decisions, not necessarily trying to get a first down in three downs, but in four, like they know they're going to go for it on fourth down, which completely yep, yep. changes the, you know, the, the entire strategy of what you do on one, two, and three. I mean, you're get, you're basically, you've given yourself 25% more uh, of an opportunity to get a first down by already uh, deciding before, you know, beforehand, instead of waiting for like, Oh, clock's ticking down, pressure's on. What do I do as the head coach? You know, that, you know, instead of that, they're like, okay, well, it's third and four. Uh, you know, they are expecting pass. Let's check ourselves into like, a, let's give them a pass look and then do a run. If we only get two or three yards, that's fine. We're going to rush to the line and quarterback sneak it with our great, you know, our great running quarterback. And we're going to get the fourth, you know, fourth down conversion. So, you know, like they, they already kind of have that you know, established from the outset. And because two years ago they were operating with this aggressive play calling strategy and they were rewarded by winning a Super Bowl, like that's part of their DNA now. Like that's just how they're going to go about calling football games from here on out, which I, you know, from my perspective, like as I look at the Eagles this season, like I'm expecting a lot from them. Like they are just because I expect them to be, you know, a coaching staff in an organization that is doing things at a higher level than most everyone else. And, you know, even if Carson Wentz doesn't turns out he's still a little banged up, he's not a you know a hundred percent back to where he was before he got injured two years ago. Uh, they still have the advantage of kind of a plus EV nature to the way they call plays and, and series and and when they're going for it and and all of that will lead to more wins. I mean, you know, that year two years ago, some, that's why know, they won. You're converting right. Converting the fourth downs that. that I forget what the stat was. I'm going to quote what I remember. It's going to be close, but you know, going forward on fourth down led to something like 127 more points for them over the course of the 16 game regular season, which is just crazy. And I mean, having like, balls works in life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, you know, yeah. it was surprising not more people didn't uh, didn't adopt that last and year. And you know, well, Capper and people, you know, you could talk about just the fourth downs, but I bring this play up often because I was on the Minnesota Vikings like a moron in that game. But people forget, listen, it was 14-7. It's 14-7. It's a close yeah. football game. There's about 22 seconds left in the first half. The Philadelphia Eagles get the ball on their, like, 18-yard line. 99.9% of coaches are taking a knee, going into the room. We're up 14-7. We're getting the ball to start the third quarter. They threw a bomb to Torrey Smith for a touchdown. That was the game. Boom, 21-7. They went into the room. The link yep. is going crazy. They got the ball. They scored again. 28-7, game over. Balls going for it. Yep. I talked about night. it. Michigan. Good night. Michigan-Notre Dame last year. Big game. Ooh, we have Shea Patterson. Ooh, big, big Michigan. We came out. They, it was like uh, Woody uh, Harbaugh went uh, Bo Schembechler. Three run plays right in behind <laughs> the center. Gained about six yards. Three and out in about 48 seconds time. We punted the ball. 
Notre Dame ran a flea flicker on the first play. Threw a bomb. <laughs> Touchdown. I was like, God, that's just great, Jim. Wait, yeah, yeah, that's great. Playing it like you see it all the time. Bill O'Brien coaches not to lose, and he loses. Imagine a Bill O'Brien coach with yeah, balls. Yeah. And here's I, I totally get yeah. your point. And here's the fact here, too. So according to football outsiders, charting data, NFL teams ran shotgun just 7.1% of the time in 1989. <laughs> in year 2000, Amazing. 12.8%. 12.8%. Um, That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's just. All right, here it is. Uh, the 2007 Patriots, who tore through the regular season undefeated with 588 points, were the first team to use the shotgun on more than 50% of their snaps. Um, it it's r- rose from an average in 2007 to 20%, 27%. Uh, 2016, 64.4%. Um, yeah. It dipped to 58%, back up to 63%. So 65% of the time it peaked that. It's just yeah. my whole point is wow. football changes and maybe Kingsbury's not as insane as people think. But so you think you like the Eagles to win that uh, that division over the Cowboys? Yeah, that one's kind of I mean, you know, honestly, again, it kind of comes down specifically to the coaching, because I think the Cowboys probably have a little bit better roster top to bottom uh, position by position. They're a little bit better. Um, but the coaching staff and, and kind of the aggressive approach for the um, for the Eagles is a you know that's a distinguishing factor. The Cowboys will lose games they should win because Jason Garrett will make terrible decisions about when to punt, when to go for it, when to kick field goals. Like he will do that. You can pretty much count on it. If there's anything you can count on in the NFL, coach is not really changing year over year. And uh, and so they will lose some games that they should win otherwise. Uh, they did it last year against the Texans. Uh, you know they they do it every year. And so I think Eagles would be the, the lean there just on that basis alone. Um, but it's going to be a pretty competitive NFC, you know, NFC uh, East battle there between those two teams because the Cowboys are stacked. Like, their roster is good. I know. Uh, they have a good young I defense. Like them. They have, they'll have a good, healthy offensive line, one of the best offensive line units, and you know, definitely a, clearly a top-five unit in the NFL. Um, and, you know, I'm assuming they'll get the Zeke Elliott stuff worked out. I know he didn't travel with the team to their training camp, but uh, I'm guessing we'll still see, see him sometime in August. Um, and, uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, this is their last shot, really, without, uh, you know, before they have to pay Dak, before they have to figure out how to get Elliott paid as well. And, you know, Jason Garrett on the uh, on his uh, uh, on a lame duck contract, uh, brand new offensive coordinator in, uh, that they've promoted up from quarterbacks coach, who we really don't know what he's going to bring to the table. So, you know, that those uncertainty and, and a little bit of potential issues there about guys getting paid and guys needing the ball, all that, you know, spooks me a little bit. Um, I would think we would get a little bit of regression probably from Amari Cooper. I don't think you're going to be able to project what he did over the small time he was there in Dallas, if you can exactly account for that occurring over the full course of the season it's going to be a little bit of regression for him so you know there there are enough red flags there that i think open the up the door for uh for the eagles and um you know that the the future of you know kind of the way things are going to go in the nfl is, is the way they did it two years ago you saw kind of frank reich take over uh in indianapolis and run a lot of that same stuff and you know a lot of the reason i'm super high on the colts this year same story you know they had the, just yep. the fact that they're you know, just the fact that they're uh, that they're doing things uh, in a way that I think is adds value, adds points, adds win percentages to your team over the course of the season is huge. And 
actually, what's funny is Frank Reich, yep, he saved Bill O'Brien's job. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, not a huge fan at all, personally. Uh, I think he will hold the Texans back this year. And uh, But if it wasn't for that week four game last year where Frank Reich went for it on fourth down in overtime, gave the Texans yeah. the ball back and gave, the, gave them the win, uh, Bill O'Brien probably gets canned. That was my uh, prediction. That's so I said. They're going to lose, Frank. and he's going to get fired. Yeah. And he got saved. I, and yeah, listen, seriously. He should have been fired, and instead, he's pretty much promoted. He's the GM now, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ridiculous. Incredible. So, Frank Reich's playing 3D chess here, man. <laughs> we At the time, we were like, man, you just gave away a win. But, you know, his, his team bought in. You know, to the fact that he took that chance on them, I felt like because they went on a little bit of a run in it, run there after. Obviously, they you know they they made the playoffs of the year. No one expected them to. Uh, and then on the flip side, he keeps uh, Bill O'Brien employed in division, <laughs> so he can kick him around twice a year. So that's uh, Frank Reich uh, is uh, is playing a little uh, playing a little chess here. That division's a competitive one. Colts minus one hundred five. Houston Texans plus two eighty. Jacksonville Jaguars plus four thirty. Titans plus five fifty. And We'll get you out of here in a minute, Whale Capper, too. But, you know, guys, 15 of the last 16 years in a National Football League, there's been a worst of first uh, team. It's hard to believe, not many, wow. but it is. 15 wow. and 1. 15 and wow. 1, Whale Capper. 15 of the last 16 years, a team has gone from worst to first. You go down the list. Are the Jets winning a division? No. Are the Bengals going to win a division? No. no. Are the Raiders going to win a division? No. No. Um, I don't think the Bucks are because of that schedule. No. You go no, down the Jags? list, uh, San Francisco. Hey, that's the hello, Cam. That's the one. The oh, Jacksonville boy. Jaguars are solely the only one that you can say legitimately has a chance. What do you think, Will Capper? Plus 430. Are you buying the Jags with Nick Foles? <sighs> boy. That's a, this is an interesting Cam kind of experiment are. here. I, I know. Yeah, I'm kind of not. I, I mean, the Jags are the Jags fall squarely as like an eight and eight team by my projections, and you know a lot of this is just based on uh, their offensive weapons in the passing game are really bad. Like they really don't have anyone for Colts to throw to. So you know, he, a lot of what made Colts successful in Philly yeah. does not exist in Jacksonville. They don't have Doug Peterson you know, and I'm, Frank Wright calling plays for them. Yeah, like, if like I'm taking a, if, if, if I'm taking a chance on any of those guys, I suggest actually better numbers. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. got like two minutes left for whale capper here and uh, we're talking uh, worst to first so we can't really get all this done you know something to think about whale capper next time we talk about it but yeah it's 15 out of the last 16 years a team finished last and then won the division the next year and if you go through the teams uh you know our san francisco I mean, you, you, it's hard to predict all the time. It's you know, there's going to be a surprise every now and then. But it seems to me, well, Capper, that like Jacksonville is sort of the only team sort of in that mix. 
Yeah, I would have said the Niners, but I think the Cardinals were last by like one game maybe. But, uh, I, you know, this is, you know, I, I do like the Niners' chances just because I, I think that, uh, you know, the, there are a lot of signs of regression in, in place for the Rams. The Seahawks are going to lose games they should win on the basis of the way they call plays and, and the way yeah, they Cardinals call their Yeah, Cardinals were 3-13. Uh, so I was just yeah. going to say. So Cards were 3-13. and 13. Yes. Niners are 4-12. and 12. Just quickly, yeah. last place team, Buccaneers, Cardinals. No, Detroit Lions. No, Bucks, no Cardinals. No Lions. New York Giants? No. Nope. No way. Nope. No, no way. swan song for Eli. Um, nope. Raiders? No Raiders. No Raiders. Jets? No Bengals. Jets? We're down to the Jets and the Jags. Bengals? <laughs> and then the Jags, no, Cab. No that's, that's the prime candidate. Yeah. I don't believe in the Jaguars, but I know a lot of people do. I don't think Nick Foles in that situation is going to do very well. I think it's going to be a really rough year. They have a great defense. I worry about a lot of things with that team. The infighting, they got a lot, they yeah. got a lot of real uh, head cases on the Jaguars too. I'm not buying in Gabe. I, I'm with whale capper seven and nine or eight and eight. So is, yeah. uh, is it going yep, to be, yep, yep. A, so it's to be two, two and 15. Yeah. It's not going to happen because it doesn't have to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> you, the Jets, uh, you know, I guess. Bill Capper said, yeah, Jets I guess I have, have, to make, six to one. I have to make Holy a case geez. for the Jets here. Yeah. I got to make a case for the Jets here then. So, you know, the, the, the Patriots are just kind of assumed to be the, the class of the AFC East. And, and clearly they have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And when you have the best coach and best quarterback, then you already have a huge head start. But the Jets, you know, the Jets are worth keeping an eye on. Um, you know, they should see improvement from the year on quarterback. They have an easy schedule, too. Uh, if they can split with the Patriots one and one, uh, then I think the think game is on. I think Jags, and as crazy as it sounds, the Lions. Always great football talk with Whale Cap. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Guys, it's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 Thank you very much, Jack. I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports news update. Hey, we got some baseball live action and some finals. And hey, the New York Mets, what a performance today. Jared DeGrom, fantastic. Seven innings on four, four hits, nine Ks in the win. Lauer, the loss. Uh, they beat uh, the Padres four to nothing. But Mets closer Edwin Diaz injured in the ninth inning. He took a liner off the foot from Manny Machado. He had to leave the game, so we'll see his status. But DeGrom finally a little bit of run support in the win. Gabe, we talked about it. The St. Louis Cardinals on fire. They doubled up Pittsburgh for six to three. Mikolas the win. Musgrove the loss. Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt. He's homered in four straight games, and now the Cardinals have won five in a row. They're on fire. Rockies and Nationals. This game is on the go right now. Rockies were up 300. Uh, sorry, three to nothing. They were plus 385, but Anthony Rendon has just gone deep for the Nationals, so we're now tied at three. Rocks were plus 285 in this game. Nats minus 320. Some bad news for the Rays. AC and Snell is going to undergo surgery to remove a loose impediment in his elbow. The good news is uh, the club expects a 26-year-old to be ready for action in September. Troy Tilowitzki announcing his retirement from baseball this afternoon. Texas Rangers outfielder Joey Gallo undergoing to go surgery to repair a broken handmade bone in his right hand. No timetable for his return. Gallo having a big year. 22 dingers, 49 RBIs in 70 games. 
Uh, one deal, too, today. The Los Angeles Dodgers acquiring first baseman Tyler White from the Houston Astros for a minor leaguer. And trade rumors, Minnesota very interested in Jays reliever Daniel Hudson. We already know Marcus Stroman on the trading block. Here's the rest of uh, the MLB matchups and betting lines for tonight. 7-10 action. We got the Yankees minus a buck 20 at Boston. Tanaka and Purcello, total 11, 8-10. Minnesota minus 140 versus the White Sox, 8.5. Good matchup. Berrios versus Giolito. 8-15, we got Cleveland, 50-cent favorites at Kansas City, total 10. Plutko versus Montgomery, two more at 10-07. Baltimore is at the LA Angels. We had a change of pitch here. Yacobonis is in for the Orioles, Suarez for the Angels. Angels minus 245, 10 is your total. Texas and Oakland, A's minus a buck, 89.5. Gerardo and Anderson and 10-10 action. Uh, Detroit at Seattle, Mariners minus a buck, 79.5. Verhagen versus Swanson. The entire 2019 NFL first draft is now under contract. San Francisco defensive end Nick Bosa and Jets D lineman Quinn and Williams, the number two and three picks respectively, signed their rookie deals today. That's everybody signed in the first round. The plane is left. Ezekiel Elliott not in it. Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott not aboard the team plane to Southern California for training camp. Elliott has been contemplating a holdout in an effort to, you know, get some extension talks and get some more money out of the Cowboys. Players aren't required to show up for boys camp until Friday, and Saturday is Dallas's first practice. He has two years left on that and a fifth-year option on that rookie deal. The 24-year-old, though, has led the NFL in rushing twice in three years in the league. Saints star receiver Michael Thomas also didn't report to the team's facility today. The 26-year-old is seeking a new deal. Sources telling Adam Shafter from ESPN, uh, Saints uh, reportedly offered Thomas a pretty good number between 18 and $19 million a year. However, the wide receiver is seeking a contract on an average of $20 million per season. He can be fined 40 k for every day. It can't be misses. Uh, Thomas, a great year, led the NFL with 125 catches over 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns. Pittsburgh Steelers giving coach uh, Mike Tomlin a one-year extension to keep him under contract. He's entering his 13th year at the helm of the Steelers, the youngest play, uh, coach ever to win a Super Bowl. Le'Veon Bell says, give me more. Feed me. 500 touches. That's realistic, he says. Uh, Jets coach Adam Gay stated he doesn't want to overwork Bell, who set out all of last year in that contract dispute. Bell, a three-time Pro Bowler, produced 1,946 scrimmage yards and tied a career high with 11 TDs in 2017. Bucks defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul isn't expected to return until at least November, sources telling ESPN today. He suffered a fractured vertebrae in a motor accident and decided to proceed with a non-surgical remedy. Pierre-Paul led the team with 12 and a half sacks in 2018. Chargers left tackle Russell Okung. He's recovering from a pulmonary embolism that he suffered in June due to blood clots. Okung has been placed on the non-football illness list to start a Chargers training camp, but the 30-year-old said he's on the path to recovery and he does expect to play football this season. We got a doubleheader in the CFL tonight. First game, 7 o'clock, Calgary at Ottawa. Stamps, minus 6. Uh, we got 5.50 and a half is your total. Then at 9.30, Toronto Argonauts at Edmonton. Eskimos, big favorites right now, 11 and a half, total 51 and a half. NHL News, the Buffalo Sabres signed Evan Rodriguez to a two-year deal. The Leafs acquiring blue liner Jordan Smoltz uh, in exchange for blue liner Andreas Borgman. Round one of the PGA's FedEx St. Jude, John Rahm, no bogeys, eight under. Where were you last week? I needed you in the Open Championship. Now you have a three-shot lead. Hideki and Patrick Cantley in the mix, and the rest of the tour in Nevada. It's the Modiford Stapleford scoring system, meaning plus is good. David Lingmurth leading 18 over. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morancy hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. Hey, we're going to talk a little CFL football with our boy McKinnis. Hopefully get some picks and break down the baseball board. Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up now. All you have to decide is what to do with the time.
time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Level two. Game time decisions. Ready to rage our radio. Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I am Gable Moretzky. Throwing it down FanDuel Sportbook, Meadowlands, a racetrack where the patrons are rowdy uh, on this uh, Thursday afternoon. Going into the evening, New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, big baseball game uh, tonight, big series uh, for the Sox. Yankees beat them up when they played in London a couple of weeks ago. We have a doubleheader on top of tonight's CFL football. And, uh, Cam, the first game's up at 7 o'clock, and I see the second game's at 9.30. And why don't they just say 10 o'clock? Because the CFL game doesn't take two and a half hours to play. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, uh, even the just time say 10 of o'clock. game. Yeah. I would even prefer the first game, maybe kicking that one off at 7.30 and the other one going a little bit earlier so we can kind of have both games on action. But oh, you know, I, I was going to say, I was going to say they should have started at 6. Start it now. Yeah. Yeah, Six actually, nine you know and well, at nine to midnight yes, or something. Yes. The thing is, these guys are afraid. They know the product. It's like, let's just have all eyes on one game. They'll never do anything else to have like a couple games going on at the same time. That's against their MO. But yeah, no, actually, the way you think about it, that makes sense. They should start this thing now, and you know it's going to take forever, too. So I, I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting game tonight. I'm kind of looking at Ottawa at plus six at home. We'll see, though. The last time Jennings played, he was brutal, man. So. Uh, like the tough under. Games, tough game. Maybe the, uh, may, hey, these games have been going under, man. There's no denying that. The CFL, especially in the first half, under machine. Ottawa's offense sucks. It and uh, Cal- Calgary's offense isn't very good with our buckle, but we'll get into that. We have a doubleheader uh, on top tonight. Red Blacks and Stampeders, as well as the Toronto Argonauts and the Edmonton Eskimos. New York Yankees, Tanaka uh, goes. Uh, Yankees took two or three in Minnesota in a wild series this week, but no rest for the uh, the the weary cam from Minneapolis into Fenway. Uh, Red Sox, you see the Red Sox are protesting, and evidently Alex Cora doesn't uh, understand the rules of baseball because he's protesting <laughs> something that's legal. So I don't know if you guys caught this, but um, so yesterday during the game, the uh, the Rays Cash, uh, great name Cash, he um, he put a left-hander in to face against the left-handed batter. All right, so he faced the left-handed batter. Then there was a right-handed batter coming up, so he took the left-handed pitcher out, except he put him at first base. So they took the first baseman out, and they put the pitcher at first base. They brought a right-handed pitcher in to face another batter. Then they took that pitcher out, and they took the pitcher back from first base and put him back on the hill cap. <laughs> Which Kevin is Cash. legal. Yeah, Which is Cash legal. Yeah. They talked about in it the, for 17 In the American League. Yeah. In the American League, if you do this, you forfeit your designated hitter for the rest of the game, as strange as that is. <laughs> yeah. It was in the ninth inning, though, right? So yeah. he knew what the yeah. hell he was doing. Oh, and he's done it. He did it earlier at San Francisco, and he did it twice last year, actually. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Top decisions, ready to raise our radio. Uh, continues on uh, many different uh, platforms and mediums. We appreciate you joining us. I'm Gabe Renzi with the FanDuel Sportsbook Meadowlands uh, Racetrack Cam Stewart in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, we're going to be back uh, tonight at 8 o'clock in game uh, live uh, this evening uh, with me, Cam, Dane Martinez, and uh, Mike Blewett. Um, and we'll be tracking. We have some CFL tonight, uh, Cam. Double yeah. header. And it'll it'll carry yeah. over because we have the seven o'clock game. Well, we'll pretty much be sweating out the first game and then carrying <laughs> into carrying in to to the Edmonton uh, game against the Toronto Argonauts. Let's bring in a man who uh, caps uh, the CFL on a weekly basis. Uh, Andrew McKinnis uh, joins us. Andrew, always a pleasure. What's going on today, buddy? How you doing? Hey, Gabe. Thanks for having me on. No, we're doing really good. Uh, good weather here in Halifax, which is. Uh, kind of a rarity uh, for pretty much nine months of the season. So it's, uh, it's doing pretty good. And uh, I had a great time seeing you in New York, and I appreciate you having me in the studio. So uh, we're doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. Good, um, I could be better. I left $10 in a machine earlier today, and somebody took it when I stepped away for a minute. But... I, I hope somebody with very little money picked it up. Uh, that would be okay. Like, instead of, like, some rich went guy the right who's spot. like, oh. yeah, that's exactly it. Hopefully, like, a real down-in-the-luck uh, Actually, I'd say maybe a horse player picks up. He's just going to gamble it away, McKinnis. That's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said, I hope like it's like somehow, you're right, somebody worthy that turns it into like dinner tonight for themselves or whatever, yes. Cam. You know, like, yeah, exactly. but yeah, you know. I, I and, highly you know, doubt it. At the, at, the, at the horse and sports book, not likely. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a good I, deed for the day, man. I asked... Uh, I know where I know the guys here, so the ticket taker. I said, man, I said that's lost ten bucks, man. He told me he goes, these guys are savages here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no kidding, it's gone. All right, so nevertheless, let's jump in uh, here. Uh, we've got Ottawa and uh, and Calgary. Ottawa has been a thorn in Calgary's side uh, for a couple of years, but Calgary's Calgary's gotten the best of them recently. Um, you know, with the exception of the uh, the opener uh, this year, but it continued, man. It went back to the Great Cup. You remember, Cam? They won outright. We were on them. We had them plus yep. the points. We had them as the 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 uh, on the money line. Ottawa has been successful against Calgary in the past, but Ottawa's offense is terrible uh, right now. Jennings gets the call uh, once again uh, tonight. Calgary, um, McKinnis. Something about Calgary, and I noticed with Arbuckle, he had that nice game against Saskatchewan. They won forty-seven ten. 37-10, whatever the hell it was. But if you notice with Arbuckle, he can't throw the ball down the field. Calgary's offensive line is not very good. Like, they, they're not protecting Arbuckle. I guess B- Bo Levi Mitchell's so good, he sort of masks the, the old line being bad. But if you guys have noticed, Arbuckle is under pressure. He doesn't know how to read defenses. So unless someone's wide open, it's a problem for him. He's eating a lot of sacks. They can't let the receivers get down the field and get this, guys. 
He's thrown two passes for more than 20 yards. He's thrown, I believe, like attempted like eight for more than 10 yards. Trust me, I know because I bet on Calgary to go over with this guy a few times. Dickinson has a very short leash on this kid. It's dink, dunk, let's get first downs, give the ball to carry. I'm looking at, you know, watch it be a track meet tonight, uh, Andrew, but I think it's a low-scoring game tonight, lower-scoring game at least. I think it's a low-scoring game as well. Um, I mean, you guys talk about you talk about Arbuckle there, Gabe. The thing with him, I find that when he first came in to replace Bolivar Mitchell, he looked confident, and now he almost looks too comfortable. You know, I, I like the way he came in with some confidence. He made some plays. He, he gathered a good comeback. But now he almost looks too comfortable. And like you said, uh, too comfortable in that pocket. And it's like he thinks he has too much time. And, uh, you know, that's really hurting this offense. I mean, like you said, the receivers can't even get downfield. But, guys, I mean, we, we got to take a look at Jonathan Jennings. I mean, this guy went 6 for 15, 45-yard performance, got yanked. I mean, He's nothing special. I don't even think he belongs in the CFL. I don't get why the Red Blacks really grabbed him. Uh, Dominic Davis has proven to be way better than him. Uh, I mean, this Red Blacks team putting up one point, guys, not really impressive last week at all. What do you yeah. think, Cameron, again? Uh, I, 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 I usually don't do this, but uh, listen to what McKinnis said, Gabe. And I, I just, I'm going to lay the, I, I see five, five and a half with Calgary. We'll see where it is. I'm, lay, I'm laying the points with Calgary. I usually won't do this, but I have exactly what Andrew said. I have no faith. I have no faith in Jonathan Jennings. He looks horrible there. He's going to make bad decisions. As for Calgary, they battled a good Hamilton team. I know Gabe, the last game, not in Arbuckle's best, but I just think the pedigree players that they have, the talent on both sides of the ball, I think they win the game by, you know, between eight and 14 points. I think they cover cover the number. I'm taking Calgary. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, your teaser to Calgary plus one and a half and under, uh, you know, 57 and a half looks pretty, pretty decent to me. But I'm not even going to stick around with that. Just give me the Stampeders. Uh, Calgary. I love that teaser. Love that teaser. I'm also on the first half, Gabe. Sorry. Sorry about that. I'm also on the first yeah. half minus two and a half. Uh, for the stamp. Oh, yeah. yeah. I nice, think the first nice. half under. I think the first half under is a good play. Uh, FanDuel, unfortunately, doesn't do. They do the, the spreads for the first half, but they don't do the total. It pissed me off. Um, yeah, listen, a money line parlay with the um, a money line parlay with the Calgary Stampeders and Edmonton Eskimos is minus one forty one. Not much. That's pretty good. Because yeah. well, Edmonton, I think Edmonton. Yeah, a seven point teaser minus four hundred, right? A seven very... point teaser would be minus uh-huh. one thirty, uh-huh. and you'd still have to have Edmonton win by four and a half points. I'm getting both on yes. the money line at minus one forty one. Oh, it just moved to 143. People are, like, listening. <laughs> it just moved. <laughs> uh, it's like Costanza uh, said, I think it moved up to 143. I think, uh, listen, Calgary and Edmonton. The Argos showed some heart last week. We'll get to that game. But I understand where you guys are going with this. I don't want to lay the six points. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I'm going to go with the under, and I'll put Calgary in this money line parlay with Edmonton. Edmonton didn't play well at Montreal McInnes. The Alouettes' defense is very good. They, they're opportunistic. Edmonton were sort of due for, for a letdown, and it happened. Now they're back home against the Argos, who are back-to-back games uh, out there in Alberta. What do you make of this one? 11.5-point favorites, the Eskimos are. The total's 52.5. I'll tell you, Gabe, I don't like Edmonton laying points at all, ever. Uh, I don't think they're a team that can you know cover the number too often. I don't like laying big numbers with them. 
Uh, but like you said, Trevor Harris and the Edmonton Eskimos had their worst game, really their biggest letdown game uh, of the season so far, and it fell against Montreal. I mean, this is a quarterback in Trevor Harris that had um, consecutive games throughout the whole season so far with no interceptions, I believe eight passing touchdowns. And then in that game against Montreal, he had two interceptions. Yeah, never sacked either. Um, never so, sacked either. Yeah, like, so I don't know I mean, if you guys remember. He didn't get sacked to the first time till last week. So, you know, when I look at this one here, for, for a long time, uh, I was looking and saying, maybe Toronto in this one. Maybe Toronto come out with the points. But I like this bounce back spot. And a lot of people, like I said, uh, aren't realizing the fact that this Toronto team is allowing 37 points on average a game and only scoring 15 uh, you know, that's rough. Like, that's that's tough to even see, tough to deal with. And, you know, also, they're, they're without James Wilder Jr. They're a great running back, and they're also without their wide receiver, Armand Edwards. So who else are they going to throw to? I mean, they're already having trouble establishing any offense. They started going to Darrell Walker a little bit more, but you can't just go to Walker every single time. I mean, do you guys remember when this team was great? They won the great cup a few years ago, uh, and all of a sudden they're terrible now. They have a bad QB situation. I don't know, Gabe, what you think about McLeod Bethel Thompson, but between him and Franklin, they're struggling, man. So for me, oh, in this yeah. one here, I'm on the under in the first half. That's a play I really like in this one. I'm also on uh, Edmonton first half minus seven. I don't like that too many favorites here, guys, but um, you know, for these games this week, it seems like it is that way for me. And you know, Edmonton isn't a team I like to lay the points with, but with the key guys out for Toronto, with a bounce back spot here for Edmonton, uh, I could see it being a tough game again for Toronto. Toronto, you were on them last week, Cam. They covered. They were down yeah. by 16. They, you know, went back and forth. Calgary just was, weren't good enough. It was pull pathetic away. on both. It was pathetic on both yeah. sides. The fact that the it total was. didn't get there. The Argos are driving for points. Wilder's fumbling the ball before he even touched. Calgary had a huge turnover. They're going in for a touchdown. A horrible throw by Arbuckle that was picked. Both teams were abysmal in that game. I thought the Argos played pretty well. But I'm with McInnes. I don't think I'm going to pass probably on the game. I just don't like Edmonton minus 11 and a half. I don't trust the Argos as a pooch. I'm all about the first game. Andrew McKinnis, where can people find you, Andrew? At McGinnis Picks on Twitter and, of course, all my work at sportsmemo.com. Sportsmemo.com, Andrew McKinnis Picks. Thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Take care. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of the show can get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. One, create a DraftKings sports game, Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. Three, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to 500 bucks. You said it. Hey, just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play at sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly, because this offer is not going to be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over only. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Uh, thanks, Cam. Uh, thanks to McKinnis for joining us on the program. Uh, Ottawa Red Blacks are now uh, plus six, over under 50 and a half. Uh, Toronto Argonauts are getting 11 and a half against the Edmonton Eskimos, over under 52 and a half money lines. Calgary minus 235, Ottawa plus 185, Edmonton minus 500, Toronto Argonauts plus 
370. Let's take a look at the baseball uh, board cam, and let's start off with this Yankee game. Uh, big uh, big series here for the Boston Red Sox. Yankees having a great year. Uh, minus 114 right now with Tanaka against Porcello. Over under is 11 runs, and man, the Yankees uh, have been an over machine uh, as of late, uh, Cam. And if you look at the numbers between these two pitchers, they actually faced each other in London. And I know that, you know, it was, it was a different park, but still, nevertheless, if you look at both their numbers, um, Tanaka. Uh, Tanaka's given up 17 earned runs in his last 19 innings of work, including five runs in his 11-5 uh, win over Colorado. Uh, the Yankees have uh, split Tanaka's last eight starts on the road. Uh, this year, but Tanaka four and one. I should say the Yankees with Tanaka are four and one to the over his last five road starts. You know um, what, Gabe? At, what do you think? At, like, what are you thinking? Are you thinking over, even though it's eleven? Like these teams yes. could easily get there. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I like betting the over. It's gonna get yeah. there. Like, I don't want to take the under in this game. I'll tell you no, that. No, 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 no. And and Porcello's really struggling too. And what does Tanaka do? Give up the long ball. So if Boston has any guys on base. You get that two, three run, maybe grand slam jack. So I, I really like where you're going. 11 seems, it seems high, but I, I'm reading your mail. I also have a lean to the Yankees, but I'm not going to bet it. I'm with you. Let's just, uh, we'll be Tommy total tonight. I'm usually uh, Sammy, Sam, Sammy sides, Gabe, but uh, we'll do, we'll play the Tom total game over 11. Tanaka is allowed, like I said, 17, uh, 17 runs in his last 19 innings. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Rick Porcello has allowed, four runs or more in four of his last five uh, starts. All right. Um, look at this. It's a weird how pitchers get runs. Purcello has been helped out by tremendous run support as of late. As the Red Sox have scored 10 or more runs in, in each of his last four outings. Pretty crazy. Wow. No, that, that and that's good. Maybe the, the over, Yankees have over had, 11. They, yeah. Oh, and you've seen the Yankees have had big success against Porcello. This game lines up with Tanaka, too, with his weakness. As I said, the long ball. Hey, man, those balls at Fenway, too. Pew, pew, pew. Lots of shots off the monster. We'll get to 11 and over 11 for sure. Uh, Minnesota minus 150 on the road tonight against uh, the Sox. Cam Giolito back on the hill, eight and a half. It's going to be a popular play tonight, the White Sox. I'm kind of proceeding with caution. Giolito was great in his last start against Tampa Bay. As for Berrios, he's been really nice for Minnesota. Kind of, you know, he's been the guy to, to stop the bleeding for them. 50 cents is a lot on the road, Gabe. I kind of lean under in this baseball game, even though it's eight and a half. We had that uh, Stroman Bieber game last night, and I see the same type of thing. I could see like a, you know, a three to two, four to two type of baseball game. I don't think they get nine runs. I lean to the under. Haven't bet it yet. Should be a great pitching matchup. Uh, what I find interesting, uh, Chicago, two and four. Um, Chicago's just two and four in Giolito's last six starts. He was on fire. We lost his last start, actually. Uh, last time he pitched, uh, we lost. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Barrios. Barrios hasn't won in four starts, uh, but he's been pitching well. He's just had uh, he's just had bad luck. Even though it's Giolito, I would lean with the Twins. I'm not playing it. I'm not forcing baseball picks uh, here tonight, Cam. All right. You know, that Red We're going to be on game. air, buddy. We're going to be on air. There's going to be a lot of opportunity yeah. to do things we want to do. Say you get that game, you got a vibe on an in-game total, maybe the under. I'm with you. I have a lean to Minnesota in the under, but i got to take care of business. I've also live bet the Nationals. They've just taken the lead. It's crazy. They, Colorado has had three a three-run lead and a two-run lead in this game, and the Nats have come back both times. 
I only live bet it once, but if this works out, that'll be good going into the CFL game, buddy. And then, but we're going to be doing a show tonight, so we'll find a game. I'm not going to force it either. Yeah, six five for the Nationals right now, and Nationals are sort of like the Cardinals. Even when they're down, it doesn't really matter. Don't even look at the scoreboard. They're going to play their way back in uh, into the game. Um, so yeah, we mentioned uh, Chicago, uh, White Sox. Both these teams are three and seven in their last uh, ten games. Uh, a hot team. Uh, we got uh, Plutko on the hill here tonight against Montgomery, Cleveland at uh, Kansas City uh, tonight. Plutko. Uh, the Indians are five and one with Plutko on the hill when he's listed as a favorite uh, this year. Twenty-seven strikeouts, just three uh, walks in his last seven starts. Uh, Cleveland Indians sixteen and ten, the last twenty-six games in this series, according to Mark Lawrence's database. Mark likes his hometown Cleveland Indians tonight. Yeah, I like Mark, but I'd be very wary of the Indians Me tonight. Too. Kansas City, Kansas City's playing very good ball. Uh, even They're Montgomery, I, I, I'm actually looking at Kansas City at plus 130. Plutko can get hit. Uh, I understand he gets some run support. The over might be something to look at in this game at 10. But I like the Royals. Even on the run line, plus one and a half, only 20 cents. The Indians That's- have to win by two. I'm looking at Kansas City long and hard. I believe in this team. They're playing great ball. They shut down Atlanta. They're playing loose. They're getting better pitching, kind of uh, under the radar right now. They're doing a lot of things well and not getting much respect for it. Divisional game, team they hate, getting 30 cents. I'm listening to the Royals, Gabe. Might take them plus wor- uh, plus 130 and plus one and a half. You know what it is, Cam? The fact of the matter is um, Mike Montgomery's not a very good pitcher. That's true. That's what That's this true. comes down to. But I hear you. I hear you. I'm not. I'm not pulling the trigger. I'm not, I'm not taking Cleveland in this spot on the road. Not after that tough series against the Blue Jays uh, that they just uh, went through. Baltimore on the coast, light night tonight. Now we're sure we're, we're, we're already into the um, into the West Coast games here. Uh, Baltimore's on the coast uh, here tonight. The Angels are massive favorites, Cam. Yeah, change of pitcher too. Baltimore uh, had an earlier Eshelman, and now they've gone with Jakob Bonus. Uh, the thing about Yakabonis is he's kind of more of a spot starter. He usually doesn't go very deep. As for Suarez, I like the Angels in this spot, but minus 235 pass. Baltimore's been gritty. They just can't seem to get the runs against uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Bases loaded, no outs. They find ways to lose games. They're they're playing better, but they're still game. a whole... Yeah, Yakabonis is a, a very highly flammable uh, pitcher. Gave uh, up I'm, seven I'm gonna... runs on eight hits in his last, yeah. uh, his last appearance. Doesn't last. Yeah, Got doesn't... an ERA of 10-4-3 in 11, 11 home games. Uh, 4.26 in 12 games uh, away for some reason. So he is on the road. Uh, Suarez got sent down to AAA after giving up three runs and seven hits in the four and, uh, four and a third innings on July 14th. So uh, we've got a rookie pitcher here laying the price. Uh, yeah, not the most attractive baseball board here tonight, but it would be angels or pass for me. Yeah, I, I, I can't take Baltimore in this spot. If it was somebody else, like Means or somebody at plus 150 or 60, I'd, I'd look real long and hard against Suarez, not Yakabonis. You said it, Gabe. This guy, he, he's so he's brutal. And I thought he was going to be better. He's actually a, a pretty highly touted prospect that hasn't panned out. Ten and a half, they could get there. You said it. This baseball board, it's lean. Thank God there's two uh, Canadian Football League games tonight because this is some bad action. We're going to – I lean to the, the Angels, but it needs to be parlayed, Gabe. The uh, the Texas Rangers, you talked about fading these guys. They yeah, were really hot. They were really hot, and, you know, they're a good home team. 
Uh, but it's starting to fall apart for them on the road right now. They're one in nine in their last 10 games. 10 games under 500 on the road at 20 and 30. 51 and 51. They sort of were in the mix briefly, uh, Texas, uh, but that was more of a mirage. They're in Oakland tonight, Mr. Anderson uh, on the hill. But this is Oakland's first game back after their road trip. Seven games. They were at Minnesota. They were at Houston. They took three three of the seven, so they were three and four. That's not that bad, actually. Bad. Against, with, against with those teams? teams like That's yeah. good. That's it's only good. one game on 500. They get back home. But generally, you and I agree, we don't like betting on teams that first game back after a road trip. No, we don't. But um, just looking at o- Oakland, maybe the second game, Gabe, they understand, too. They can still kind of smell it. They're one of those teams that they'll just keep on grinding. I like Anderson in this spot. I don't like the 80 cents juice, but if we're going to play the parlay game that usually gets you burned with the Angels, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? we got to be really careful. But if you guys like it and you're feeling comfortable, the Angels should beat Baltimore. They should beat Texas. It becomes plus 120. So you're not paying any juice. Actually, plus 121 on my book. I don't know what it is at the, at FanDuel. Maybe maybe even a little bit more. Maybe you get plus 125, uh, depending on the lines. But Angels in Oakland, I think both are going to win. But it's hard, Gabe. It seems like every time we take these big parlays like we did with Atlanta, one of these teams lets us down, and it's very frustrating. But you're getting plus money, and I think both should win. I like Oakland to win. What do you think about this? Calgary Stampeders money line, Edmonton Eskimos money line, L.A. Angels, Oakland Athletics, right? plus That's 267. Plus. You know what? I could buy into that because. I wish yeah. it was a little higher, though, more. Yeah, I wish you, yeah, I thought you'd be getting about three to one there instead of plus 267. But, yeah, it's because of the Edmonton Eskimos game, right, Gabe? What's that money line? Minus 400 and change because they're 11 and a half point five, favorites. Five, to- ten. 510, exactly, like 480, yeah, 510. See, that changes everything with that big money line. So it's almost like a three-game parlay with the Angels, Oakland, and Calgary. Yeah, you know what? Plus 267 with a minus 510 isn't that bad. Something to consider. You know, hey, over two and a half times your money, buddy. And that, I like, like these aren't just favorites. They're big favorites. So something to consider. Um, Yeah, it just feels like the baseball, there could be a buster in here. But plus 267. Listen, it's still a plus money parlay, even if you don't do it with the football. Uh, Texas and uh, Texas and Oakland, and then Baltimore and the Angels. If you take the Oakland uh, Athletics and the Angels, it's plus one fifteen. Not bad, plus one fifteen. No, that's not money. bad at all. I like that. You throw the foot. You throw the football in, plus two sixty seven. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna drive your, I'm riding it with you. We're going to be live in-game. Let's get it. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions, Fred Heat Radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio networks, iHeart, tune in, everything else in between. I am uh, Gabriel Gabriel Morenci. Uh, thanks to uh, Yang, uh, keeping it uh, keeping it real 
in the pit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Grabs to go does. for a bowel movement. Yeah. So uh, that Van Halen Half didn't break. sound very Van Halen like. It sounded very, uh, you know, went. It sounded like he was had yeah. some stomach uh, cramps. Yeah, what's up with that, guys? What's up with that Van Halen riff? Like, <laughs> you, you, you know guitar, Marantz. I was like, it's, it's coming in. I'm like, yeah, we got some Van Halen. Then it went. Burr, burr, burr. And like, yeah, it was like a geriatric version of Van Halen. Too slow. Know, but, but everything everything's digital now. So yeah. I don't understand. Like, it's not like it's a record that's slowed down. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? I know. Like, uh, hey, I, I'm with you. That, it, <laughs> it's major baffling. I have no no idea. But what a weird night for Thursday, Gabe. Like, just looking at this baseball card, it's pretty ugly. We're not going to deny it. We'll have some fun tonight with uh, with uh, the great Dane and uh, Blewett. We'll have some fun. We'll talk, uh, you know, some games, in games. We got the CFL that me and you will be definitely dialed into. But, man, there's some bad pitching matchups and some real ugly stuff tonight. I can't sugarcoat it. It's ugly. It's yeah, gross. well, let's, you know what, though? Let's get Other this Other than the Yankees, right. Yankees Red Sox, that's, that's, that's good. Other than that, there should be tense here tonight in New York. Yankees uh, Red Sox at the book. Uh, but let's get this parlay, and people in the chat are uh, getting yep. enthusiastic about yeah, the parlay. We are, we are. We're very enthusiastic. So we put in um, we put in Calgary Stampeders money line, yeah, Edmonton, Edmonton Eskimos money line, uh, L.A. Angels money line, and Oakland money line to a plus to a tune of plus two sixty seven. That's our parlay. Hope you guys can join in. Yeah, let's let's get it. I'm in. I, I'm putting it I, in right I, now. I, a plus two sixty seven, uh, plus two sixty seven parlay would really uh, help um, change things, Cam. You know what I mean? It yes, would it help. Would. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would get, get 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 that roll in a bit here. I feel the exact same way about stuff, Marenzi. It's like even in horse racing, you know, got a guy twenty to one fourth place doesn't get you paid. It's a, like it's getting better this week, but I'm still like, you know what I mean? Like, where's the break? It would be really nice. You hit that parlay, you put fifty bucks on it. You know, you get almost two hundred back starting to think okay here we go now we can start to you know do what we want to do increase the units a little bit and attack it's been tough it's funny i'm, I'm watching the golf john rom's eight under the guys that made a, a bogey i'm thinking wow where was that last week thanks pal you know what i got here actually i played a um who's going to be a first round leader i took a decky matsuyama at plus 380 good pick, good pick he's right there he's in second or third right Wrong. yeah but he's not in first no he's exactly <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's awesome. But he's not in first. I know he's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get paid for second. No, or you don't get paid. You don't get. That's the thing. Like, too bad. You know what they should do? FanDuel offers a lot of cool stuff, Gabe. Because you know what they have on some books? You do the first round leader, but the one fifth. So if you get them at like twenty to one, they'll break it up to like plus four hundred, and then you get part of your bet back. You know what I mean? It's kind of like in each way when you do to take a guy winning the tournament, right? You get him at say he's eighty to one. Then you get a quarter of the odds if he finishes top five. You know what I mean? So just to, just something like that, a little bit of take back. But that was a good pick on Matt Sihama. Too bad he didn't go a little bit lower. Like you said, John Rom, you could have used this last week, huh? Yes, yeah. I feel like it's a daily dollar short. Like big story. Oh, John Rom shoots an eight under, no bogeys. Yeah, well, he also had the lead in the the first round of the Open Championship. The guy missed like five putts under six feet. I started to know this might not be my week. He finished 11th, too. It's not like he played like total junk, but. He just couldn't get over that hump, you know. No one was going to catch Lowry anyway. Even if he played his best, he probably would have been, you know, second or third line Fleetwood, you know. So I think, uh, right. I think, uh, I think Lowry is still partying right now. Yeah, oh yeah. The funny thing is, like, oh yeah, I'll play in this tournament this week. No, 
Then you see him at the Irish pub getting wasted. Guinness says, yeah, yeah, no, he like, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tapped out he of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll play. Uh, no, sorry, I withdraw. Done. <laughs> Want to hear uh, the live my- odds in this tournament? I, I'm not sure if Rom, the thing about Rom, Gabe, is if people want him now and you want to live bet this tournament, I don't like his odds. Like, he's plus 333. That's not, uh, oh, sorry, he's two to one. Like, that's just bad. I don't care. So he's got he's got a three-shot lead on Cantlay uh, and Matsuyama, Cam Smith, Bubba Watson. You know, those guys are only three shots back. It's a three-round, ter- uh, three more rounds of golf with no cut. Why would you bet John Rahm at two to one? No cut. At the start big, of the tournament, he was 20 yeah. to one. That allows people to get hot. You're right. You're not out of it, obviously, with no cut. Yeah, and John, is he really going to go wire to wire? No. Like you said, right now he's plus 200. Cantlay's plus 700. Yeah. Kadecki's 10 to 1. Justin Rose. I I think Kadecki's going to be in a mix all week. You know what? I hate to say it. I I agree. He's going to screw us on Sunday, though. Watch. He'll screw us if Uh, we take him. He's going to miss a couple of pots. He'll lose by two shots or something. Watch. I'm going to tell you. This is the type of tournament he'll win too. The FedEx St. Jude, not the big one, less pressure. I know. I'm kind, that's I'm kind why of with I said you. Shoffley. Yeah. Where's Shoffley? That's not enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that SOB is one under. Not good enough. Not good enough today. Hey, hey, Gabo, these kids in Springfield are a bunch of little SOBs. SOBs. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, Gabo. <laughs> you know what, Gabe? I'm I'm with you. Like, I I, I think Hideki's the guy. You know my favorite I'm going to put 20 or 30 bucks down at 10 to 1. When Burns is running for governor, it's one of the early ones. Yeah. <laughs> and he's filming the commercial, and he doesn't realize that they're live. He's like, by the time I get through with this ad, every, he's like, every, that's the one when he goes, uh, every Johnny Punch Clock and Susie Housecoat will be eating out of my hands. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's, he starts, like, ripping them. Um, yeah, Rom. Uh, Rom ain't winning. He's not gonna hang to on. Go wide to wire. Yeah, he could he could win, but it's just like we're doing a gambling show. We do a bet bet live show. That's not a good. That's a number that you can't endorse. For three rounds of golf left. It's not a good number. I'd look at Hideki at ten though. Three shots. National National still up six five right now. Good. I need them to win this damn game. That would be great. You know what the worst is? And I was gonna tell you too. Right after Whale Capper, I was like, Gabe. Run to the book and maybe take the Nationals. They were plus 145, and the over-under was 8.5. It's at 11 right now. And I like the over, too. You know me. I'm gonna, I am I play a lot of unders. But that over was too low with both pitchers out in those bullpens. Colorado's bullpen's a train wreck, and the Nationals' bullpen is still a weakness to their club. So we got 11 runs in the top of the seventh right now. Uh, that's right. In-game total is 13 uh, in that game. You know what? We covered... Uh... Every game except uh, for one. Oh, yeah. We forgot Swanson dinners. Late night yeah. Swanson. This Easy is a Swanson dinner. dinner. This is a Swanson dinner of games, isn't it? It's Because I tell you, Swanson dinners suck. They do. Actually, they really the fried are chi- I will say the fried chicken one I've dealt that's, with before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, you and gotta, I You've got to cook the hell out of it. You can't put it in do. a microwave. you got to yeah, cook exactly. the hell out of that chicken. But another, and, and the turkey I've dealt with. But that's that slimy, this, yeah. that slimy Salisbury steak, it just never feels like it's cooked enough. <laughs> it's like, I like the gravy, too. I'm like, well, you know, Swansea got a nice salty gravy there. It's just the that chicken, steak never feels the cooked. Chicken, never, the, chicken the chicken's nugget. rubbery. Yeah, oh, the nuggets, the nuggets are gross. Yeah, nuggets are like, horrible. They're like sponge. They're like I've got, 
I, I've gotten terrible. that stuff a few times, and the only thing I ate was like the corn and the brownie. <laughs> I like the. Oh, I'm with you. The corn's the fine. Corn's the corn's yeah, yeah, The, the corn's good. are great. Yeah, and the you put some butter in that. You put some I butter agree. in that corn. Oh, that's good corn. I'll give, I'll give them credit though. Their little mini desserts are not the worst. The little part of the brownie's dinner. good. The yeah, little brownie's like, good. Uh, even the little cherries thing, I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm not a real fan, but I'll eat it. Yeah, the, the problem's the meat, not the other. The, nah, the corn's the meat, always bad. Yeah, meat, meat's bad. <laughs> yeah, my, my doctor said stay and away I, from those. And I tell you, you what's bad. I, I've eaten uh, I've eaten Popeyes twice uh, here, in like the last bad. two months. It sucked both nice. times, man. It's terrible. It's rubbery chicken. Like this it's is the problem greasy. that I rubbery, remember. We used to uh, we used to fight the millennials when we worked at the other shop by Morenci Studios there, and they'd come up to me. I go, guys. The thing that you don't understand, the texture of the chicken, like the way it rips off, it doesn't feel like real chicken. Their sides are good, though. I'll give, them, I'll, give, I'll give them credit. Their, side, their, their taters think, and gravy are I think right. that happens when we get older, man. As we get older, like, you know, we don't eat Burger King no more, Taco Bell, Popeyes, like all that stuff starts tasting different. Speak for different. yourself, gang. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. What are you talking about, yeah? Well, I mean, like, you know. I was going to go to Taco Bell today, actually. Yeah. No, I, I, what I'm saying is I like KFC instead of Popeye. Instead of Popeye. Oh, okay. I got gotcha, you, buddy. I'm not like you. I'm not a grandfather. I don't no, have to worry. Should, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. That's, that's like saying that's like, that's like saying you like taco, um, the Burger King tacos better than Taco Bell. I want to try those Burger they're King probably tacos, Jan. Could you, yeah, can you give me what's a, the difference? They're the same. Can you give me a a, a review? Because I'm Let's, listening. I'm going to buy one. I, I don't know, man. I'll be, I'll be honest, Cap. I'll be honest, Cap. Are they bad? I tried. I tried. I went to the Burger King on 7th. Yep. I went to the Burger King, and I said, you got those tacos? And they're like, yeah. But they screwed me. They don't have, like, a value menu. So I told them. I said, listen, all right, give me three tacos. But then I said, give me a, give me a drink and, uh, and a fries, too. She's like, that's $10. No, defeated, no, a taco. It defeated no, no, no. the person. I said, what do you mean $10? She goes, well, it's $3 for the fries and, you know, two fifty for the drink or whatever. I'm like, and I'm not just buying the tacos. Then I'm going to be all thirsty. So I walked oh, yeah. out, and I went down the street to Taco Bell. I got three tacos, the nachos and cheese, and an all-you-can-drink drink for four ninety nine. That's better. That's better. I'm going to give him a shot ball. Bargain shopping with Cam. Hey, you, yeah. I'll tell you something, Yang. You could do it yourself, too. Just get ground. Yang's a healthy guy. You get ground chicken, a little bit of taco. You know, the spices that they sell at the store. Ding, ding, ding. Do your own tacos. A little bit of cheese, lettuce, yeah, whatever I, you like. I stay away None. from the chicken. I, I only eat uh, turkey. Only jive turkey, though. It got to be jive, jive turkey. turkey. So jive you don't turkey. eat meat either? You don't eat meat, Yang? Yeah, no I don't, steak, I don't no eat nothing? meat no more. Yeah, I, I cut wow. all that stuff out, man. I eat falafel Maybe. now. I even cut out animal crackers. Yeah, wow. Yeah, 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 Gabe, Gabe and I are in a different world than you, Yang. We eat a lot of different stuff. But, yeah, uh, y'all, got, y'all got bowels of steel, baby. I know we're talking about you, Yang, in the pit the other day. They're saying uh, Yang goes to, like, Al's and gets, like, asparagus and stuff. And string wow. Beans. Yeah, I had a string bean sandwich, buddy. That was pretty good. No a lie. A string bean sandwich. String bean yeah. sandwich? Oh, my Dude, God. Dude, people on death row wouldn't eat a string bean sandwich. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I took some uh, I took some toast, maybe some string beans, and I threw that up inside the bread. I you put a hell gravy or anything on it? Like, what do you, you put do on it? it? Like, just what's going on with you? What are you doing? You training, healthy, man? Like, I'm, I'm just eating healthy, man. Like, I had a bad stomach pain like a few weeks ago. And the minute I stopped eating meat, I started feeling better. Yep. Yeah, it was just awesome. Yeah, I'll man. tell you, Yank, um, my, my stomach cleans uh, cleans change. Like, you put a couple quarters in my stomach, I'll split them out, and they'll be perfect. Marenzi, the, I, I, he's not doing his way. I think, actually, Marenzi's doing better than me. He used to eat really bad, but I think you've improved, Gabe. 
Your eating, uh, you don't eat any of those dinner frozen dinners uh, anymore. No, I don't. But I eat. I'm, I'm not. It's not great here. But my stomach's so strong, I could drink a, uh, I could drink like a uh, bottle of Drano, and I'll be fine. I got a Coca-Cola right now. I should probably be having a green tea, but that's life. You guys probably still eat White Castle. Actually, I do, Yang. They serve it free at the casino that me and my girlfriend stay in in Vegas. They give you White Castle sliders when you're at the blackjack table. I just keep I go nuts. Yeah, I've never even heard of a string bean sandwich before. Like, yeah, what the hell are you talking sounds, about, bro? Sounds pretty good, though. Yeah, I never heard of one either, Tom. I it. It tasted pretty good. Why don't you be like eat normal stuff like hummus on pita or something like that, like normal people? Yeah, I eat that too. I eat that too, buddy. I eat that too. <laughs> what about fish? You eat fish? Yeah, I eat fish. But they told me not to eat too much fish because uh, I may have too much mercury in my body. So I was you like, like, yeah, you like that? You like that red snapper? Red snapper. I was going to eat one, and um, they served me the whole, the whole red snapper with the head on and still in. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. disgusted by it, buddy. Uh, like no, no. I, don't I like it. my I like my chicken. I like my fish like my chicken. Fried. Um. Oh, yeah, picks. Calgary picks. minus five. Calgary uh, plus two to the under 57 and a half. And me and Dave got a four-game parlay. Angels. Uh, Oilers. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Eskimos. Oilers. Angels and Oakland. Sorry, Gabe. And <laughs> Yankees Boston over 11. What do you got? All right, give me the Stampeders and the Red Blacks under 50 and a half. Yankees, Red Sox over. Stampeders, Eskimos, Moneyline, Angels, A's, Parlay, as you know. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions. I am a Gabriel Morenson. We're throwing it down with Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Well, Capper will join us in a couple of minutes. We're now one week away. Uh, seven days from now at this time when we open up the show, we'll be saying we're just a couple hours away from the start of the National Football League preseason. Well, Capper steps up and in. Andrew McInnes. Uh, will join us. We'll talk uh, about this CFL doubleheader that's on tap. Uh, we've got uh, baseball. We've got golf going on right now as we speak. And we've got the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? Yeah, no, it's going to be a busy afternoon for you, too. I'm looking at the Horse Race Channel. we got Del Mar going. we got Saratoga, Gulfstream, Arlington, the A-Tracks in full swing. You said it, CFL action tonight. Finally, we got two games on a Thursday night. Good call with you with the unders in baseball, too. That Cleveland-Toronto game uh, under of the year, what a performance by Bieber and Stroman. If he is going to be dealt, a nice way to go out with a brilliant performance and a loss. Yeah, it was. We cashed the under in that game, but uh, we did uh, we did lose a couple of totals. We should have just been riding that uh, Yankees-Twin series to the over after what we saw uh, in game one. Uh, but uh, we forged uh, forward. We should note, uh, Kevin, uh, they uh, they canceled the rest of the races at Saratoga, so no winners. Uh, oh, for you. really? I just made some yeah. bets. Uh, that sucks. I better get my money back. I put some yeah. early action in. Oh, that blows. Really? What, what? Rain? Heat? Uh, I believe extreme heat. Oh, boy. They're really being careful at that track. I got to hand it to the New York Racing Association because these other California tracks, there could be a hurricane and an earthquake, and these guys will still run, but Saratoga's not screwing around with the heat and these horses. They really 
care about the, their Equian friends, which is nice. No, no, they're really, um, they're really not. They don't want, they don't want to be California. Exactly. You know, they, they don't want to see what's going on in California, and also, they, you know, it's very, very, it's pretty, pretty stingy here. I was, you know, the Meadowlands where we're at right now, Cam. Uh, Jeff Gorrell is very, very stingy. Like, there's random cast. It's like lifetime bans if you screw around. But the New York, it's same thing. Look, it took forever to legalize MMA here. A lot of red tape uh, in New York. They don't play around, but you're right. And you know what? It's nice to see they're erring on the side of caution. They'll, they'll race tomorrow. It is what it is. Yeah, I got no problem with it. Uh, still lots uh, of action. Uh, severe severe yeah, thunderstorms. Oh, thunderstorms. Right now, yeah, too. that's the thing. Horses will yeah, run in days, the swamp, but you can't days deal after, with light. Days after know. excessive heat led to cancellations. Uh, final seven races uh, now uh, canceled due to severe weather. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh.